Okay. All right, uh, turn with me, if you would, to uh, the book of Luke, the 17th chapter. Let's all stand as we honor God's Word by standing. I want to read to you the Word of God and preach to you a message this afternoon. Lord willing, it seems this week I have just just about forgotten about everything else, but what happened last Sunday. But anyway, the Lord has given me a message. And it came to pass, verse the 11th verse of the 17th chapter, and it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem, there that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers which stood afar off. They weren't allowed to come near. Don't you understand that? And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, and with a loud voice glorified God. And fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten ten cleansed? Before are the nine. They're not found that that returned to give glory to God, save the stranger, which was happened to be a Gentile. He's, that's the reason he called him a stranger. He said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the blessings of it. Thank you for the wonderful things that has happened today, last Sunday today, Lord. We couldn't, couldn't ask for any better two weeks. Lord, what a great blessing it is. We always look forward to another good week. Lord, I pray that you'll see fit to go with us today as we get up on this subject of helpless people. Lord, and we're just so thankful that there was a day when I know I did, I found myself helpless not knowing which way to turn or what to do. And I know you saved my old unworthy soul. Lord, I'm so thankful for that. and been glorifying God for it for many, many years. And Lord, I'm so thankful for it. Lord, I pray you'll go with us today. Go with us. Take care of us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. Helpless lepers. That's the title of my message, Helpless Lepers. Any of you know what leprosy does? 
you know, leprosy is not known, I don't guess. I don't know if it's known in this country. But do any of you know what the what leprosy does? It rots the hands and the feet. Rots them off. It uh it it will it, it puts it puts big big bold knots all over the person from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. A lot of lepers can't even walk. I don't know that these were walking. I know that they there were ten of them and, and they saw Jesus afar off. Leprosy is a terrible disease. You, somebody might say, well, what does it mean by being helpless? You There's no one in here that I know of except for salvation. When the Lord saved them, ever found themselves helpless. You know, we've got doctors, we've got medicine, we've got everything, you know. We expect the doctor to give us something to heal us. Expect the doctor to give us something to make us feel better. better. But uh, the day's coming. When everyone in this building is going to find themselves helpless. If, if you, if you have any cognitive, uh, thought about you and you on your deathbed and the doctor's able to talk to you, there's a lot of them the doctor can't talk to and tell them. He only tells the family because he can't tell them. But there's a lot of them the doctor can talk to and the doctor says there's no more hope for you barn a miracle barn a miracle there's no more hope for you you're going to find yourself in that position someday you're going to find yourself there oh it's wonderful you know we can carry a we can carry a, a sack load of medicine with us I drank coffee with a fellow yesterday morning. And while I was drinking coffee with him, he took 11 pills. I told him, I said, how do you keep up with all those? He said, well, i got to take this one at 3 o'clock today. And i got to take this one tonight before I go to bed. But i got to take these now. I said, how do you keep up all that? They gave me a prescription of prednisone, and I, like, never kept up with it. They had such, take two of them so many days, take two of them so many times a day, so many days, and I tell you, I had to write it out. I did. I had to write it out. Make me a chart. So I keep up with it. I don't see how people keep up with all of it. I remember one time somebody dumped their purse out, and I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it what was in it but let me tell you folks the day's coming when like these lepers you're going to come a day when the doctor says it's over it's finished like an old fella told me one time he's the one on, used to own that junkyard I can't remember his name now but I went I went into to Huddle House and sat down and drank me a cup of coffee and he came over and sat with me and 
He said, well, I got the news of my life yesterday. I said, what? I called him by name. I said, what was it? He said, a doctor told me to get my ducks in a row. I said, what do you mean get your ducks in a row? He said, my, he said, doctor told me I better get my ducks in a row because I'm not going to be around much longer. And he died about a month or two later. Nothing like it. Nothing like that. These lepers had a death sentence. Now let's talk about them. Let's talk about them for just a moment. Now Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, the Bible says, but it doesn't tell you the, what happened, what he was going to Jerusalem for. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem to eat of his last supper with his disciples and to ultimately give his life for the elect, for his elect children. That's what he was on his way to do. But listen to this. He passed near two cities. Doesn't say he went in the cities. He said he passed near two cities. Did he pass between them? I don't know. If he passed one on here and one here, one here and one here. But he passed near two cities. He entered into a certain village. There's a key right there. Anytime you see that in the scriptures, I've already showed it to you. Last Sunday we talked about it. God, Jesus had certain places he had to go. Samaria at one time was a certain place he had to go. Who did he go to meet there? That poor Samaritan woman. Jesus said, I must needs go through Samaria. In John, the fourth chapter, I believe it is. I must needs go through Samaria. Well, here was a time when he entered into a certain village. Now, whether that village was in Samaria or whether it was in, in, uh, um, Galilee, I don't know. But he had a certain village. A certain village. It doesn't say which village, but just a certain village. There, and when he went to that, when he went into that certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers. Ten of them. It is not known if they were a a leper colony doesn't say, because that's usually that's when when a person got leprosy. There's no cure for it. There was no cure for it. It was a death sentence. And uh, it doesn't say that it was a colony. There there was there was times when certain lepers were so watched and so observed that they weren't allowed to go certain places in a city if once they were diagnosed with leprosy. So evidently these were in a place where they supposed to be. They said they were far off. They were in a place that they were supposed to be uh, at the time when they saw Jesus. Now it is not known if there was a, well we said that, Turn with Matthew, the 8th chapter, if you would, just to give us a little more 
a little more understanding of what we're talking about. Matthew, the 8th chapter. I want to read the first four verses of the 8th chapter. It says, When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him. Now he didn't touch these. Touched him, saying, I will be, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said unto him, See, thou tell no man. But go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Now, Jesus touched this one. He didn't touch these. He didn't touch none of these. Don't you understand this? Because we're going to come up on something here in a minute. He touched that one, and he was healed. But he never touched these. They had no place to go, these ten lepers. They had no place to go, for they were forbidden to go anywhere else except where they were. Now let me ask you here today, do you suppose the lepers knew Jesus was coming that way or do you suppose Jesus knew he was going that way? Well, some say, well, if they didn't know he was coming that way, how did they know who he was? Well, we're going to talk about that in just a minute, too. How did they know who he was? Well, I, I pretty much hang to the last part of it. That is that Jesus knew he was going that way. And he knew why he was going that way. Armenians, let me see what Armenians says. Armenians says Jesus accidentally came upon them. I've got a commentary back there by an Armenian, and I can show it to you anytime you want to see it. He said Jesus accidentally came upon them. Now so, that's what people believe. People believe that when things happen to us in our life, it's just an accident. It's, it's not, it means absolutely nothing, it's just an accident. There is nothing that happens to us that doesn't mean something. I'll tell you that again, there's nothing happens to us that doesn't mean something. We just, we just don't have the fortitude to go out and try to find out what it means. We just shun it off, you know. Everything's going to be all right later on. That's, won't worry about it. We'll get over this. There's nothing happens to us by accident. God doesn't do anything by accident. God, God doesn't, God doesn't save anybody by accident. He doesn't lead anybody by accident. And He doesn't look for anybody by accident. That He may accidentally come up on them. Now He knew where He was going. He knew what He was going to see. He already knew it. He knew it beforehand. I like to believe that Jesus knew all along that he was going to this certain city. Now, he, he was going to Jerusalem, but 
he was first going to go to this certain city. And he was going to seek out the lepers to cleanse and to ultimately put them in a place of being healed. Now, I want you to notice I didn't say anything about them being saved. Because if you read the whole context, you'll, you'll realize that just because they went and told the priest, they had faith enough to go tell the priest, that doesn't mean they were saved. These poor lepers did not set out to find Jesus, but Jesus set out to find them. Same in Matthew 8. Jesus went out to find that one leper in Matthew 8. Now, if we're to understand helpless lepers, we must see their desperate condition. Well, their desperate condition caused them to cry out to Jesus. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't just say, Jesus, would you help me? It's like some people pray these little old simple prayers. They cried out to Jesus, Jesus, help me! Jesus, Master, Will you, will you cleanse us? They were, they, they were in crowd like this, shaking their little old nubby hands and, 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 and trying to stand up on their nubby feet. Because the leprosy had already eaten their hands and their feet off. And they were shouting to Jesus, help us! Master, help us! They saw a man. Who could heal them. And they cried unto him. They had a death sentence. They had no other choice. They had a death sentence. They cried unto him. Just as a man who is going to be executed. They cried unto him. It's alright to be on death row. But when they come to get you. It's not alright. They tell they used to tell me over Georgia State Prison they wanted me to to uh, to witness an execution one time over there because they needed one more person they said and the guy and one of the guards came down there and got me and he said will you go up there and witness it I said no I won't I ain't got time I didn't want to see it but they put him in the electric chair that old electric chair used to be in that rotunda and when you go by Georgia State Prison over in Reesville you see that rotunda. Return, whatever they call it up there. That's where, that's where it used to be. Right in, right in that circle up there in that, in that room. But they need a witness. I wasn't about to be that witness. Yet, these lepers had done nothing wrong. They had done nothing wrong, but caught a terrible disease. They didn't do anything wrong. You know, we got people who are sending millions and millions and millions of dollars over to South Africa. Over to South Africa for the, for the homosexuals and the people who, who are, who are deliberately, there's so many of them over there got AIDS that they, they've got a colony over there of nothing but people with AIDS, thousands of them. You, you you ask uh, uh, brother um, 
what's his name, Holloman. He'll tell you about them if you sit down and talk to him. Well, he told me about them. He said, he said, there are by the thousands of them over there. This generation farms, they send a lot of their vegetables and things over there to feed those people, thousands of them. But those people got it because of terrible sin among them. No, these, these, these fellows did. Leprosy is not something that you can do to get it. It just comes up on you. It's like uh, Jotham who went and stood up on Mount Gerizim and he yelled to the people down below, Hearken unto me, ye men of Shechem, that God may hearken unto you. Judges 9 and verse 7. He got up on the mountain and he yelled down at the people down there and he said, Hearken to me that I may take your problems before God so he can hearken to you. Well, I'm doing the same thing today. I'm preaching this message. I'm hearkening to you that you may, I'm hearkening unto you that I may be able to hearken unto God for you. What Jotham did. If you're here and lost today, you have a death sentence. You may say, well, I don't know nothing about You have a death sentence. You're lost, you have a death sentence. Let me cry unto you that you may hear so I can tell you of the saving grace of the one who saved my unworthy soul. I can cry unto you. I can tell you that today if you'll just hearken unto me. Now, if you don't listen and you walk out of here lost and you, you get killed in a car wreck, God forbid, or you die tonight, God forbid, and, and go to hell, then that's up on you. Do you know him? Well, he's here. He's here right now. If we're to understand helpless lepers, we must see that their realization that this was the one who could heal them. They said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When Christ comes your way, you'll know it. You might say, well, how do they know him? The Bible doesn't say anything about them ever being out of there, ever being anywhere to hear Jesus. How do they know him? Well, let me tell you, when he comes to searching for you, he'll make himself known to you. You'll know, you'll know it's him. You'll know it's not another. You'll know it's not an Armenian preacher crying into you to pray a sinner's prayer. You'll know that he has come for you. Just as, just as well as I knew when he had come for me. You'll know when he comes for you. You'll know it. Though you've never seen him, 
you will know it is Him. When He finds you, you will go with Him, for you will be grateful He found you. Oh, these lepers were so grateful to be healed. They were so grateful. All He said to them was, He said, fellas, He didn't say it like this, I'm saying it, I'm ad-libbing. He said, fellas, He said, Go show yourself to the priest and you'll be healed. And they did. Ten of them, ten of them went and showed themselves to the priest and they were all healed just because he told them to go do it. Now let me, let me, let me mention this. I wonder how many times they had seen a priest in their area. Priests often Many times joined, went, went to those le- leper colonies, and, and, and they blessed the people there. I can show you in the Old Testament several times where they were, where priests went to, to, to the leper colonies. Well, how many times have they seen a priest? And he says, go show it to the priest. They were so helpless that they said, we'll go do anything. We just saw a priest yesterday, but we'll go do it just because he told us to. Had somebody several years ago, they said, uh, well, uh, the preacher told me one time what to do. But I didn't listen. Preacher told me one time what I need to do, but I didn't listen. How many times has this preacher told you what you need to do and you don't listen? They were so desperate that they were, they were so desperate that whatever Jesus told them, they said they recognized him. They knew, they knew that he could heal them. And they could do anything he said. He said, go show yourself to the priest. And they did. And they were healed. It took faith for them to go and show themselves to the priest who they possibly had just passed on the road. It will take God-given faith for you to trust Jesus will save you today. It takes God-given faith. There's two different kinds of faith. There's just regular faith, and then there's God-given faith. All of you got faith that these pews will hold you up. Evidently, you are. You already look pretty comfortable. You got faith this building's not going to cave in on you before you get out of here. You you got faith that uh, Neil and Becky, those that light's not going to fall on you. That's a different kind of faith. God-given faith is faith that will save you. Now listen. I'm about to tell you here. They had faith. They had natural faith. That if, if they yell to somebody and say, Master, will you help us? Then they're going to do whatever he says. Because that's what they ask of him. Now, if we're to understand helpless lepers, we must see 
They are so much like some of us. No, we don't have rotten hands. At least mine looks like it sometimes. They're rotten and off. We don't have rotten feet. Though sometimes, remember Brother David Collier pulled his pants legs up one time in my study in there, and I, it looked like his feet already rotten off. But they're, they're like some of us. There were ten healed. But only one was truly saved. Ten healed, but only one was truly saved. Ten healed, but only one was truly saved. I've even had lost people tell me, well, if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be here today. Are you saved? Well, I don't know. Oh, if it wasn't for God, I'd have died a long time ago. And one man told me one time, he died two times. And he said God brought him back both times. I don't know what happened to him this third time because he died and he's gone. He's buried. God's good to me. He took care of me today. I'm going to go out and get drunk. Good time to get drunk. God took care of me. Like the lady told me one time, said if God, if, if, if God heals me, said I'll stay, I'll be in church every Sunday. She was a member of Calvary Baptist Church. God did heal her. She had, she had cancer. God did heal her. She never showed up. God helped me. I, God took care of me. I see it on Facebook all the time. God was good to me. God is good. They put on our G with a bunch of O's and a D. What am I trying to tell you today? Just because God did something for you, that don't mean you're going to heaven. God takes care of every one of these creatures. Did you know... God takes care of the little dogs, the big dogs. Did you know that God takes care of, of little creatures? Did you know that there's not an ant crawls across this floor that God doesn't know it? Doesn't know where that ant came from? Knows where that ant's going? Oh boy. I don't serve a God like that, but I do. I believe it with all my heart. Somebody asked me one time, they said, well, you believe in predestination? I said, yeah. So what if you step on an ant? Do you think you predestinate to do that? I said, if ants in the way, I was. He guides all your steps. Everywhere you go, he guides you. He takes care of his children. But you got lost people that are saying today, God's been good to me. God's been good to me. Sad thing to think about. Nine of them went their way to fit into the culture of that day. There you go. They could not wait to get out of where they were. Nubby feet, nubby hands, 
terrible looking. I don't know when he, when he healed them, if he gave them her hands back and her feet back. I don't know. But they went and done something that they had set there every day. Y'all right, Carson? Set there every day and just wondered about. Boy, I'd love to go over there at that place. Look at all them people. I'd love to go over there. We can't go there. We're not allowed to. They went to see the priest. They were healed and they took off. All but one of them. Even today, there are a lot of professed Christians, yet there are are only a few who will give God the glory on the Lord's day. You know, the last statistic I saw of professed Christians, less than 40% of them go to church regularly on this day. Less than 40% of them. But yet they profess to be Christians. Come to the Lord's house on the Lord's day to give God the glory. Not necessarily because he brought you through the last sickness, but because he saved you. Because he saved you. That's the greatest thing he could ever do for you. You don't, you don't know, you know, you don't know, uh, what, what would happen if, you went to surgery and, 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 and you came through it all right. You don't know that you'd have done that all, uh, anyway, but no. You know, we like to think when everything's good, God did it. And everything's bad. You know, the devil did it. There's only a few that will give God the glory on the Lord's day. And every other day of the week, Jesus said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are those nine? Jesus said, if I remember correctly, there were ten of them. But where are those nine? Where did they go? What have they done? Like he didn't know, but he knew. Where'd they go? You know, what's he going to say next Lord's Day or Wednesday night? Uh, were not, they not supposed to be a certain number here before the rest of them go? Where'd they go? Where are they? He told the one that his faith had not only got him healed, but also saved his soul. He told him right down here. He said, and he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. He wasn't whole until he was saved. He was healed from his leprosy, but he wasn't whole until he saved. You'll never be whole until the Lord saves you. If you're here and lost, you'll never be whole. You'll go around all the time doing things. You pay your family and everybody be just pleased with you and happy with you. You know, what everything you do, and they'll just rejoice and go on about everything you do. But if you're not saved, you're not whole. You may be healthy. You may be wealthy. You may be wise. As far as the world's concerned. But you're not whole. 
You're not whole until the Lord saves you. What about old, old, uh, um, in Daniel's day, Nebuchadnezzar? Nebuchadnezzar wasn't whole until God put him out there in that field, made him live with the cattle. He stayed out there until his hair hanged down his back, until his fingernails grew so long. He stayed out there with the cattle. He fed with the cattle. He ate with the cattle. And then all of a sudden, he realized, I'm whole. Let me, let me, let me realize that the God of Daniel is my God also. And I'm just paraphrasing. The God of Daniel, he's my God also. Listen, there is more to salvation than just walking down the aisle, being baptized, and becoming a member of one of the Lord's churches. There's more to it. There's more to salvation than just overcoming cancer. More to salvation than overcoming cancer. We... we we rejoice when somebody overcomes cancer. I rejoice when somebody overcomes cancer because I've had it in my face. I've had it close to my brain. Some of them might say, well, it affected your brain. I don't know. Well, let me tell you, folks, there's more to it. There's work to be done to further the gospel. He told that leper over in Matthew, he said, don't you go tell anybody what happened. I wonder why he did that. I wonder why he tell, told him not to go tell anybody. If he went back and told those other lepers that I've been healed, they'd have been a flock of them there. And Jesus didn't come to see them. He didn't come to find them. He knew that if he went back, they'd be, they would be hundreds of them probably come to see Jesus. What's happening down there on the, on the border right now? You know, what's happening down on our southern border right now? They're, they're being told in them other countries, if you get to America, you'll get free food, free housing, free cell phones, free this, free that, free this, and free that, and so they come. Jesus said, don't go and tell them. Told that one. He didn't come to see the rest of them. He came to see that one. Find that one. Same way he does with us. All right.